Welcome to episode 146 of Vegas Revealed. Sick from seafood? The federal government has a warning for oyster lovers after an illness outbreak at a Las Vegas restaurant. But this warning affects a dozen other states too. The details coming up. Plus, Vegas room rates hit a record high. What's behind the rising price to rest your head on the strip? We reveal the answer. And several A-list entertainers double down on Vegas. Hear which stars have decided this gig should last a little longer. A popular dining concept makes its downtown debut this month, and the Ninth Island lives up to its name as a new Hawaiian coffee shop is set to open. All that coming up on Vegas Revealed. And remember, the Vegas Near Me app has officially launched. You need iOS 16 on your phone to run it, so get downloading. Think of Vegas Near Me as a concierge right in your pocket. You'll find more than 16,000 Las Vegas businesses and activities listed there. There's tons of detailed information, and it's accurate and up-to-date. So important. You can even book an Uber from right within the Vegas Near Me app. Yeah, if you're visiting Las Vegas or you're a local, you need to have this app. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we provide right in our show notes and download it to your phone now. Instead of reviews, Vegas Near Me has compiled thousands of Las Vegas-related YouTube channels and podcasts like Vegas Revealed so that you can hear about and see real-life experiences at the places you're searching. You watch and listen all in the app. It's taken six years and a team of more than 40 people around the world to develop Vegas Near Me. Download it now, and don't forget, use our link in the show notes. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome to episode 146 of Vegas Revealed. Dana Roselli here along with Sean McAllister. It's our first December podcast. It is. And already we were just mentioning this before we started recording that Christmas is so close and like those deadlines to get packages and cards in the mail is coming quick. It is. We were looking. It's like, what? We've got like two weeks. It's like it was just Halloween. Like where the hell did Christmas come from? (laughs) I know. It's crazy. Plus so many of the holiday events started early this year. So it almost feels like, oh, it's December. Everything's going to kick up for the holidays. But it's like kind of like, well, no, it already did. Yeah. And I guess (laughs) Thanksgiving was just happening too. <laughs> right. So it, it feels like it was just Halloween though. Anyway, it's coming quick. The it end is. Of the year. It, for sure. And you know, I've been on this workout kick lately and um, I have to tell you guys about this experience I had. Um, I work out at a place called Hotworks, but uh, my friend JJ Snyder that works over at KTNV's Morning Blend, sometimes I fill in on that show. She said, hey, want to come to this class at Orange Theory tonight? And I was like, well, that's not really my thing, the circuit, circuit classes and stuff. But um, she's like, well, there's going to be a surprise. So I go to this class. I'm like, okay, I'm game because I'm in the workout mood lately. Sure. Um, and Steve Aoki showed up and really? worked and worked out with us. Like the world famous DJ and producer <laughs> Steve Aoki? Yes. So apparently he's the chief music officer of Orange Theory. Wow. I think, yeah, they announced it like last March. And so they like use his playlist and stuff like that. So he showed up and the whole class didn't know he was coming. So it was kind of fun to see the reaction. I may have, may or may not have known, (laughs) Um, but he was committed, Sean, 
he was so much fun. I mean, we do these circuits. I did 20 minutes on this treadmill running, which I've actually never done. Really? Like on a treadmill. No, because I'm not like a big runner or I, I don't know. I've just never used a treadmill to go on a walk. I would just go outside and walk. Sure. Okay. I usually do the elliptical if I'm going to do anything. So anyway, my calves are killing me. I was stretching. You caught me I, I, earlier. Is that why you were doing all those yoga stretches in <laughs> yes, here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, listen, Steve Aoki was what it was me, JJ, and our friend Stacy Galani, and Steve Aoki all four like in a row just doing the treadmill. So was this a big class, like in a big workout room, or was yes. it pretty intimate? No. Well, it was like intimate, but there was. So there's different circuits. We we're on the treadmill while everyone else is rowing. Oh, and then gotcha. over in the corner, they're doing like burpees and weights and sit ups and all that kind of thing. And then every like 15 minutes, you switch. Okay. So then we go. So then we moved and like yeah, Steve was committed. He was doing the the heavy ball that you like do jumping jacks with, you know, rowing and and we were next to him. But I was I was laughing because at the end, I was like, man, he can move because you do these like things on the bench where you do like kind of sit-ups and then like kind of like planking and do all this stuff. He was like whipping all around, but he was committed all the way to the end. He did not stop. He was fully in. So it was so much fun to kind of like work out right near him for an hour and listening to some of his playlists that he curated and put it together. And now when you go and see Steve Aoki in concert, or if you look up his videos online, he usually throws cake at the audience when he's done with his set or in the middle of his set, did he, did he bring any cake with him? Well, he did. And I was like, I didn't know that whole little thing. Ah. So at the end, they presented a cake to him and he kind of like stood up on the front counter after the class, like good job, everyone kind of deal. Yeah. And then he threw the cake at one of the staff members right in their face. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I have video, but I didn't realize he was going to throw it. So I like missed that part, but it was crazy. And so apparently, like you said, he does this. This That's is his so thing. funny. Yeah. So he threw cake right at her. She had it all over her. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, a fun fact that I learned, Steve Aoki is the chief music officer at Orange Theory. Nice. So go to a workout class in Las Vegas, <laughs> and you could have a celebrity right next to you. Yeah. Is the moral of that story. You could. And we were down at the one in Henderson on Eastern. So uh, that was really fun to see him and work out. Um, hey, something that we did recently, I had asked you, I, I was saying like, I've never been to the Tournament of Kings at the Excalibur. And you were like, oh, I, I've been there, you know, once before, but yeah. they had their holiday show and we got invited to go check it out. And I was like, should we go? And you were like, yeah, it's really, really fun. So we did it. We did. So, <laughs> uh, and this is another one of those activities in Las Vegas that'll get you in the holiday spirit. There's, you know, holiday music mixed in. Mm -hmm. There's the storyline of the show is uh, switched up a little bit to be in the holiday spirit. But if you don't know, Tournament of Kings is a long running show over at Excalibur. It's about like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and battling these knights, battling evil. And there are, I mean, it's a whole equestrian ring. Mm hmm with dinner around, you know, dinner seating around the outside of it. And there's beautiful horses and the knights are riding around and like real sword fights and jousting and singing, dancing. It really is a fun and unique experience. I mean, yeah, I've lived here a long time, more than 15 years, and I had never even been to the Tournament of Kings Arena. And I'm such like a 
Vegas lover and I've done so much, I was like ashamed of myself, but I didn't even realize like you go downstairs and there's this whole arena. And like you said, seating area. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And like a whole ring with like a dirt floor. And yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was really cool. Um, and then we got to eat with our hands, which was fun. <laughs> we got dinner, like full on dinner. And like it faces, you're sitting kind of in a row and you get to eat while you watch the show. We had chicken and potatoes and corn and a, and a, a roll. And then we got, I had a Diet Coke. Uh, you could order alcohol if you wanted to. And then we got a cute Christmas cookie as dessert. It was a good sugar cookie. It was. That was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, and it's called Twas the Night, like K-N-I-G-H-T, for the holiday season. Um, and like I said, we had a blast. You get to put a crown on. A bunch of people wrote questions to us on Twitter and direct messages, and I was going to try and answer a few of them. Okay, yeah, let's hear from, let's yeah. hear what people had to say. Well, um, first of all, when you said it's a long-running show, it's the longest-running dinner show, too. Apparently, 30 years it's been on the Strip. Has it been that long? 30 years. We were oh talking to one of the ushers on the way out, and she said, yeah. it's." I think she said it was the longest-running show on the Strip, but then... People, and then I was looking at the press release and it says dinner show. I think there have been some that have run 30 years, but maybe they're not running right now. Right. So I'm not really sure the exact statistic of that, but it's definitely up there. Regardless, 30 years is incredible, right? It's a good run. <laughs> it is. But a lot of people, this was a funny, uh, oh, I had someone write me and say, oh my gosh, I saw that show years ago. And she said, I'll never forget the first time I went, my night one, and then I was so happy, and then I saw him hours later at Blue Martini, and somehow the magic was lost, and she's hysterical. She Then she posted a picture with him, and she says, look, I have the evidence. That's hilarious. And everyone's chiming in with, that's an only Vegas moment, right? It is. And by the way, if you don't know Blue Martini, it's a, a bar where, like, you go to find a mate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> We had a, a comment from Glenn who said, it's so much fun, it's corny, but you participate and you can't help but laugh and have a good time. And I thought that was a good point, right? That is true. Um, someone else says, do they have the tomato soup? And I said, well, we didn't have tomato soup um, on our menu, but maybe it changes. And they said, oh, no, the tomato soup was delicious. And then said they used to work there. And they even had the soup over in the employee uh, lunch area, oh, the bonus. ER. Yeah. Um, and then someone else wrote and said, um, I opened the Excalibur and the food and beverage department. The show and experience has hardly changed in 32 plus years. Got to be one of the longest runners in Vegas history. Love it. And then a couple people chimed in and said, I haven't seen it either. I'm a bad local. Uh, <laughs> I keep meaning to go. I need to get there. I need to get there. It's definitely worth going to see, especially if you have family in town or friends in town to get dinner and a show is a pretty good thing. Yeah. And I mean, that is a good value. It is. For what you're getting. Well, and that's what someone else wrote and said, um, is that show at the Excal Excalibur a full meal or just hors d'oeuvres? So then I explained, I sent him a little video of what comes, like I said, the chicken, we had corn, we had a roll, we had two potatoes. I mean, it was a meal. Um, so we got that. And then someone else asked, is it too old for my kids? As in like, will they understand what's going on? And I was like, I mean, they may not understand like every little specific, but they're going to love it. You're, you get a crown to wear, you're cheering on your, your, um, country or you're the, dra in the dragon slayer section. Um, it's fun. They'll pretty much understand everything. It's definitely perfect for kids. Right. And tickets do start at 
just about $42, $41.87. Mm-hmm. And that's for dinner and the show. Wow, that's great. That's a great ticket price. A great, yeah, it really is. It's so, And it's was like a, almost an hour and a half. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a good, full production. And the wait staff was great. They were like great at serving you quick, getting what you needed, all that. And then also, as you enter... And you exit, there's an arcade down there, too, that's got some fun games that you mostly see at, like, county fairs and stuff, like the horse racing. I know. It brought you back to, your, to your days of winning a bunny. <laughs> it did. I won a rabbit once at an Italian <laughs> festival. I got the ball in the cup in the middle. My parents wanted to kill me. Um, but, yeah, that great arcade down there as well. And we were talking to the usher on the way out as well, and we asked, do the horses stay there? And she said, no, they go and leave every single night. They're better. She's like, they're more well taken care of than the actual performers in the show. Don't worry. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. So, um, we wanted to point that out as well, but those horses were beautiful. Yeah, they really were. It was fun. It's a great, it's something different. Yep. Yeah. And so as Dana mentioned, uh, tournament of Kings twas the night is running now, uh, through the holiday season. And then outside of the holiday season, you see the regular medieval themed, uh, Tournament of Kings production. All right. Well, moving on to, uh, well, some bad news. Yeah. For oyster lovers. I mean, we saw this pop up and, and figured we needed to talk about it because there is a Las Vegas tie. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration just sent out a warning about uh, these oysters that have made people sick. There's a a restaurant here in Las Vegas that was not named in the report, but apparently two clusters of people uh, were made sick by eating raw oysters at this restaurant. Um, The oysters came from, they were harvested in South Korea, they say uh, in February, Mm. and then distributed here in Las Vegas in Nevada, mm-hmm. um, but also in th- 12 other states. Yeah. Wow. So this seems like it's a wide, it could be a widespread outbreak, mm-hmm. whatever's in these little oyster shells. Yeah. And I was like, can we go like closer than South Korea for our oysters or, but I mean, I feel like I we know. have a, a pretty good selection of domestic I oysters. Think, I would think so. Doesn't Washington state have some really good oysters? And there's other locations. Baltimore, I think, has mm-hmm. has good oysters. Yeah, I mean, probably. So maybe we need to to keep it here. I don't know. I think <laughs> it is good to point out that uh, the restaurant here in Las Vegas is not necessarily to blame for definitely having these oysters. They were, you know, using whatever supplier they use, mm-hmm. but it's the mollusks. That were harvested <laughs> in South Korea. Um, you know, the company that really brought those in that yeah. is connected with this outbreak. It just is unfortunate that it, it happened at a Las Vegas restaurant. It's true. And we have some great oyster bars in town too. And I know whenever I go with my friend in Monamiga B, he always loves to get the oysters and says they're the delicious. Yeah, so. I really do like oysters. I yeah. don't have them a lot. No. But getting a seafood tower and oh. just oh, 
I could have an entire dinner just off a seafood tower. Well, didn't we? Didn't we just eat oysters at Scotch Eighty? We did. I think we did. Yeah, but they were uh, cooked. Oh, right. The fire. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we got the hot seafood tower. Yeah. All right. Got it. (laughs) All right. Well, we wanted to let everyone know about that. Um, Some good news, though, is a new opening. Imagine that we have something new opening. (laughs) It's crazy to me how much we have opening, but um, an international brewery called Brewdog. Is uh, well officially open because this podcast um, drops on a Saturday, and it opened Friday. And we talked about this in the past, but it has been a while. So all of a sudden, just time flew by, and then we're like, "Wait, that's opening." We talked about that like two years ago, and it's called Brew Dog. It's a rooftop bar, and it's right near like the it, uh, the Showcase Mall, which we've talked about before. It's right on Las Vegas Boulevard. And it's going to give you 360-degree views of the Strip, which makes it really cool. They have a menu of, like, Vegas-exclusive bites. They have 96 taps there featuring BrewDog brews, some local favorites, and some non-alcoholic options, too. They have a retro arcade and more. And get this, um, its big feature is a 30,000-square-foot rooftop bar with the views of the strip, but 30,000 square feet. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I know. So we have actually already gone, but um, we record this a day before, the day before we're actually going. So we're going to talk all about it next week. Next week, yeah. Yeah. But I I have a feeling that that is going to be a new hot spot Mm -hmm. on Las Vegas Boulevard. With those views, you can't beat them. And yeah, this is, a, I believe, the second and third floor of the Showcase Mall area, mm-hmm. which is directly across the street from Park MGM, uh, kind of next door to the Hard Rock Cafe. Right. Uh, so if you're familiar with that, you know where this is. Just look up for the big brew dog sign. You and I often talk about how there are not enough patio bars and restaurants in Las Vegas because we do have such cool views. So I'm glad to see this is going to be popular. It is. For sure. And in the summertime, I'm sure they have shade and misters up there. So Mm -hmm. it'll help you stay cool as you sip on a chilly beer. Yeah. Brew dog. Love it. All right. And we talked about like how things have been going up lately price wise. We've had a bunch of people write us and say, hey, it's getting expensive over there in Vegas. And then I was mentioning that I was going to London and a lot of people on my plane were saying we had a great time, but it was pretty pricey. Um, So something that you found actually an article um, basically breaks that down and says, yeah, um, basically they they weren't wrong. (laughs) No, room rates have reached a record high. On the Las Vegas Strip, the average daily room rate for the month of October is now nearly $210 per night. Wow. That's a lot. It is. It's a, as a matter of fact, it's more than 20% from September's wow. average room rate. Yeah, that was 173. So that's a huge jump in a month, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it also talks about, okay, so let's go back. Let's go October 2019, you know, before the pandemic and all that. And it says October's average daily room rate is uh, more than 55% higher than it was in October of 2019. Jeez. So, so that's a big jump. It sure is. 
Uh, visitor numbers, though, are up, um, jumped about 7% from 2021 to 2022. So we have a lot more people uh, visiting us. So we like that. And then we've got, obviously, tons of stuff coming into town in the next year. But they're also contributing the recent visitor jump because we had the When We Were Young Music Festival. We had two Raider home games. We had NASCAR, you know, the South Point 400 that you and I went to. And so there's a lot there of why we had so many people in town. Right now, we've got the National Finals Rodeo in town. Which there are cowboys everywhere. Everywhere, You cannot toss a pebble without seeing cowboy boots and cowboy hats. (laughs) Which is a great segue right into our lineup of country music headliners that have either announced extensions. Well, they've all announced extensions, actually. Because in one of them, Carrie Underwood, who she she stopped doing shows over at Resorts World to go on tour, but just announced that she is actually coming back to Resorts World Theater. I was excited to hear that. Yeah, so uh, Carrie Underwood's Reflection Residency is going to resume uh, with 18 new shows in 2023. They start uh, on June 21st, and then she'll have shows... Uh, spread throughout the rest of the year until December 9th. Mm. So, I mean, she just was you love that. selling you saw out that. shows mm-hmm. and uh, fantastic. You saw it and you loved it, right? Loved it. Right. I remember that you went to that. Yeah, and, Carrie's great. And we just saw her perform on the American Music Awards, too. Right. And she was flying around <laughs> in the sky. In the, uh, yeah, a little acrobat uh-huh. ring. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to do any flying. She'll add any flying to her uh, residency now. Possibly, possibly. I think when I was reading the release, they were saying like that show's created just for, you know, the Resorts World Theater. Right. And she doesn't do any, well, a lot of the stuff that she does there doesn't mean she's going to do that on tour. It's like exclusive to that actual residency show. So um, we called this Garth Brooks extending his newly announced Caesars Palace residency. We said already he's going to announce more shows, I'm sure. And boom, before he's even started, he's adding shows through 2024. Yeah, and it, it the nugget that we did uh, find from this piece of information when Garth announced that he was going to do shows starting in 2023, it just said starting in 2023, and mm-hmm. now it looks like May is going to be the general go date mm-hmm. for uh, Garth Brooks at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. right. And I guess uh, he hasn't announced the dates for the 2024 run yet, but I see a lot of people on Facebook going for these tickets and saying, I got a Garth ticket or I got a, because he's doing the verified link. You know, people were saying them they got the link. Right. I'm yep. in and this and that. So I'm glad to see that that's going well. So Garth Brooks plus one. And remember, we told you in a previous podcast, that means he says he's doing kind of changing it up every show he might have a surprise guest come up on stage with him the band is going to change they might walk out into the audience so you can expect a different experience every time you go and we uh expect to find out the new dates for 2024 uh once he kicks off his first set of shows uh coming up in may Mm -hmm. another country star who's sticking around for a little bit more we actually have known this for (laughs) a long time since she started. Miranda Lambert, Mm -hmm. um, I think we even mentioned 
back. We did. After we went to the debut of her Velvet Rodeo residency over at Planet Hollywood that she had said at an after party she was going to be sticking around for a couple years. Yeah, she did. And actually, I think she mentioned at the end of the show, because remember the actual show on stage? And we were like, I don't know if she was supposed to say that. Right. We said, wait a second. Is that news? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then we went to the after party, and it was kind of like affirmed. But so, I mean, I think maybe they weren't supposed to say that, but... um, her plan in her mind was to be around for two more years. And now they have announced that that that's official. Um, so she's going to be doing, uh, an additional 16 performances tacked onto what she already has planned. So she's added these 2023 dates to her residency called velvet rodeo. It's over at planet Hollywood at Zappos theater. Um, and the new shows will be in July and December. So those are the dates that she's added on. Um, to her already planned performances. But we saw it. It was a great show. If you love Miranda, it's very raw. She brings it, and the crowd just really seemed to have a great time that really knew her music well, too. Yeah, it was a really fun time. So glad that Miranda is sticking around. Um, A piece of Las Vegas entertainment, at least as far as the strip is concerned, that kind of had a a heyday and then phased out a little bit was Broadway shows Mm -hmm. being on the Las Vegas strip. At one time we had Mamma Mia, we had Lion King, Mm -hmm. we had uh, Avenue Q, we had Hairspray. Um, And these were all like resident shows, Jersey Boys, that's right. What's the other one um, that Mark Chinook was in? Uh, our oh, friend Mark that's room. still there. It was Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Yeah, that was there too at the Venetian for at, a long time. At the Venetian. And speaking of the Venetian, they are now welcoming back another Broadway show, Six the Musical, which uh, a month or so ago we talked about. It was touring at the Smith Center here in Las Vegas. But now uh, the show is going to be sitting down for a seven-week run over at the Venetian over at the Palazzo Theater. Uh, they're go- going to be doing eight shows a week, and uh, it's it's such a fun show. It's more of a rock pop concert mm-hmm. than it is a traditional musical, right? If that makes any sense. Yes. Well, you saw it on Broadway, and then you saw it twice at the Smith Center, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Which to me shows right there. It's like if you're going to go back that many times, it has to be good. And we always say a Vegas show should be something where once you leave, you're like, I would go back and see that again. Totally. And the music is, it's catchy. It's fun. I have the soundtrack that Mm -hmm. plays in my car when I (laughs) hop in and plug in my phone. Um, But if you don't know, Six the Musical is based on the six ex-wives of Henry VIII. So they're all kind of reinvented into variations of different pop stars. There's Mm. different pop stars who you can tell influence each of the different characters. Um, But they kind of tell their own stories through pop and rock music. And they're battling out to see who is the ultimate (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. That's kind of the plot line of the show. Okay, Um, But you don't really need the plot line. Be familiar with the music. Get ready to go and have a great time. It feels like you're at a concert. Yeah, that should be good. Okay, so it's at the Palazzo Theater inside the Venetian. That's a great theater, too. It's beautiful. Oh, that's going to be good. All right, and it starts, what, March 21st of 2023. Yep. Uh, So welcome. That'll be great. 
And Dana, uh, before we get to tips, mm-hmm. I want to bring up Boy George because oh, right. you had mentioned that our friend Stacy Galandi had produced the behind the music of Boy George, mm-hmm. and you actually just went over to Stacy's house to to screen the episode. Yeah, for the it first was time. fun. A group of us went over there to see it. Uh, she had kind of held off even watching it in full until we all gathered with her uh, for 24 hours, but we streamed it. We watched it. It was so interesting. It's about 50 minutes. It was really good. Um, but you know, she did the interview over at Thriller Mansion is what it's called. And it's where Michael Jackson lived at a, when he lived in Las Vegas, a part of the time that he lived here anyway. Right. And um, they now, I guess, house some Liberace items there. I don't know the full story. I think you know more, maybe about yeah, that. I yeah, think, go ahead. I think on my you my might. YouTube channel, I have a whole feature story. Okay. kind of going through. Maybe I'll I'll yeah. tweet that out or something. Yeah. Um, but there's an entire. I mean, there's essentially a Liberace museum that is housed inside of the Thriller Villa, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful property, but it's fitting that that's where Boy George wanted to sit down and do his interview and talk about even the influences on his own music career. Well, so Stacy was saying, yes, Boy George all the, is, is was really taken by Liberace, so he was so excited to go in and do his interview at this site because he was just, you know, and you'll see in the piece when he walks in and sees the outfits and the different memorabilia from Liberace. He is, it's almost like he's starstruck. He, oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, it's iconic stuff. And he said it was such an influence, like you mentioned. Um, and then we went on his social media right before we were going to start the podcast and realized that he just dropped a song called How to Be a Chandelier. And it's his tribute to the great Liberace, he said. Um, and listen why he did this, why he wrote this song. How to Be a Chandelier is my tribute to the great Liberace, who was someone I talked about a lot when I was starting out, you know, because growing up, I used to see Liberace and see how flamboyant he was. And I was just always impressed by his uh, extravagance and also as a musician as well. And when I was in Vegas earlier this year, I noticed that there were posters of Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., all the kind of great Rat Pack guys, but nothing of Liberace. It was like... He'd been wiped off the face of Vegas planet. So I wanted to write a song about him because I think he is an important LGBTQI plus pioneer. So yeah, how to be a chandelier. I learned that from Liberace. And it's interesting, a good point that we do not see a lot of Liberace memorabilia, photos and all that. Um, you're, he, he makes a good point. There's a lot of Rat Pack and not a lot of Liberace. It's true. And even Elvis. I mean, he didn't start wearing those sequin jumpsuits until he hung out with Liberace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the jumpsuit became a signature Elvis thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Jackson, his, you know, mirrored glove yep. was kind of inspired by the flash and glitz of Liberace. Britney Spears, um, my God, I mean, name an entertainer and you can find Liberace's influence on them. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And we were trying to think and we're like, where? I I was like, Resorts World has something Liberace there. I can't remember. I actually got some video of it. I don't know if it was a painting on the wall or a sculpture. I think it was a mural. 
or yeah, yeah a mural. Yeah. And then you were saying there's something like kind of behind the West gate as you drive down like Joe Brown drive, yep. you can see it. But other than that, we don't see a lot of Liberace uh, stuff around town anymore. So anyway, boy, George noticed that when he came to do his shows over at the win and said, you know what? Here's my tribute. Um, he's coming back to the win, Boy George and the Culture Club as well. Anyway, it's a really interesting piece. Uh, Stacy said, you know, she she loved doing it. She learned so much. Um, it's funny. He talks about at one point how he, he I think it was, um, can't remember what song it is that starts really slow. I think it's time. Wait. Yeah. Do you really want to hurt that one? And he was saying like, it took off. And like, to me, it was such a boring song. I was like, it's a little slow and this and that, but it's funny how you get to hear his perspective of what songs took off and what, you know, how they became really big off certain things that they wrote or performed and didn't expect it to go as crazy as it did. But then they crossed over to America and, and culture club. I mean, when you watch this, you're like, it's one hit after the other. He's got tons of hits, Boy George. That's great. So, so it's going to be great to have him back here on stage in Las Vegas. It will be. Now we'll officially get to our tips. How about that? All right. Starting off, our tips is something that'll give you a, a bit of a jolt with the aloha spirit on the side. <laughs> and this is, I mean, anytime we can talk about coffee, mm -hmm. it's a good thing. Really Dana, I think you and I are both coffee connoisseurs. We are. And I love a good coffee shop too. And it's interesting because I never used to be one to hop around, but I've been really enjoying it lately as, I don't know, I feel like I'm even more of a fan of coffee lately than I was even before. Really? And trying some different things. I don't love super sweet drinks, but I've been trying different kinds of things that aren't sweet. Well, probably because for all the years of being a morning news anchor, right. you had to just like slam your coffee. I did. To get the, the energy flowing. Yes. And you didn't have time just to sit back and no. sip and enjoy. Good point. There was no time to make it fancy. No. It was like you had like a quick commercial break to go fill up. And it was like black with a splash of... Take that Folgers straight uh, from the pot. Yeah, plastic creamer from the little, you know, those little <laughs> pop the paper top. Anyway, uh, there's a new coffee shop that is uh, in Las Vegas. It's going to be opening on December 5th. And we're super excited about this because it's called Badass Coffee. But it is named after... It's like a nod, basically, to the donkeys who haul coffee beans on Hawaiian coffee farms, okay? But it's got this whole Hawaii. I mean, it, it, like, we have such a big population of Hawaiian people that live here. More than 50,000 Hawaiians live here, and I looked it up. One in 10 Hawaiians visit Las Vegas every year. Wow. So we get visitors and residents, and that's why they call us the Ninth Island. So to have a Hawaiian coffee shop in Las Vegas is huge. Yeah, so they're going to be serving up uh, Hawaiian brews and mm. some tropical-inspired uh, food items as well. And I'm excited about this. So am I. And it's going to be located on Charleston and Jones, um, in case you're that area, at wondering where it's going to be located. They're going to be doing a grand opening in the future, and um, we'll talk more about it then. But I guess if you download the app, by the way, you get a free cup of coffee. So uh, welcome, Badass Coffee. We are excited to have a Hawaiian-themed coffee shop with the beans right from those Kona beans yeah. right here in Las Vegas. And I think uh, the 
coffee that is being used, uh, some of it's grown on the Big Island and some of it's grown on uh, Kauai. Mm-hmm. So I've I've gone and toured some of the coffee fields of, yeah. of Kauai. It's cool. And so I, I mean, it's Hawaii. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's Everything tastes better in the Hawaii. The island of Kauai is <laughs> just, it automatically just relaxed me even thinking about it. I love Uh-oh. it there. Well, I better do the next tip then. You relax. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring it up. All right, let's go up to downtown Fremont Hotel and Casino, debuting a new food hall this month. We haven't talked about the Fremont Hotel and Casino. I don't even know if ever on this podcast, so I'm glad that we get to get this in, right? Um, So they're opening a new food hall. It's going to be opening in mid-December, so should be soon here, shortly. They're bringing in six national, regional, and local casual dining brands with um, including, I should say, let's see, Steak and Shake, Mm, which is always good. I love Steak and Shake. I haven't heard of Huey Magoo's. Have you? I've seen Huey Magoo's. I have not been, though. And what's, is it Rolly Roddy? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Roly roti. Roly roti, and then craft kitchen, craft which we know kitchen well. Is great. Mm-hmm. Tomo noodles, and then a Dunkin', of course. Um, we'll all be in there. It's a grand opening scheduled for January 12th. It's going to be about thirteen thousand one hundred fifty square feet. So it's a big space, and it'll be right there at the Fremont Hotel and Casino. So another dining option, which I think is great. It is, and food halls have become a, a popular mm-hmm. thing uh, here in Las Vegas as of late. Right. Uh, the Uncommons development has a food hall. I believe uh, the new Durango Casino is supposed to have its own food hall. Mm-hmm. We now have a food hall downtown. Um, I think, you know, and I think when we say, like, well, what makes it different than, like, a food court? I feel like food courts are, like, mostly really fast foodie type restaurants. And this food hall concept is a mix of both, which I think is good. Like if you want something a little better, if you want something real cheap, if you're worried about maybe, you know, going a little healthier, there's a good variety. And I feel like even Italy on the, on mm-hmm. the strip over at Park MGM is kind of in that food hall vein as well. Right. Yeah, definitely. So Where it feels like a marketplace instead of a food court. Yeah. No, you're right. So anyway, a new food hall coming to Fremont Hotel and then Badass Coffee opening on Charleston near Jones. Those are our tips this week. We always think of things as we sit here and go on and on and on that we need to talk about coming up in the future. But you and I will be doing a bunch of stuff next week, and we are going to have plenty to talk about. Two brand new things opening at the Venetian. Yeah. So, And one of them is uh, the Flight Club, which we talked about here on the podcast before. In the past, we interviewed, didn't we interview the CEO or the president, I think we did, um, about the darts kind of concept, restaurant-ish, what would you call it, like attraction-ish? A, a, a social club. Social club. Built around darts. Yep. That's exactly it, Sean. So See? we'll be talking about that <laughs> in the very near future. A big thank you to our sponsor, Vegas Near Me. The app is now available for download on your iPhone in the Apple Store, but you do need to make sure that you have iOS 16 installed in order to make all the technology that's packed into the Vegas Near Me app run properly. Yeah. And listen, in episode 147, we're going to talk about the ugly sweater contest that we're hosting over at Circa. You'll want all the details because you might just want to join us for that. It's on a Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to need to borrow an ugly sweater. Because all mine em. aren't ugly. I've got them. <laughs> Don't you worry, Roselli. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have a great week. Drive on through the night.